0: Welcome to the Let It Lead Podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. And just how do you plan on doing
1: that?
2: Magic.
0: Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. It's already happening, see, so... He said the Indians, referring to the Native Americans, saying that at least the Native Americans respect the white man. Pretty like it was pretty oh, bad, you know. God. If it damn was, it. if if it was, damn real, it, Alistair Crowley. Bad. Why? You know. Oh uh, man.
2: Well, <laughs> luckily we haven't uh, based too much. Like, like,
0: yeah, we we
2: I think we've mentioned it here and there. It's mostly people on. I'm just like you know, smiling on. I didn't know that shit. That's uh, well.
0: Well, you learn I'm something sure. every day. But it, it's also a good thing to just realize like, you know, you can move on <laughs> from stuff like that, not to get too attached to You know, an you know idea what
2: he can't do is take away the idea of magic. Exactly. That lives beyond him and beyond one man. Even if you coined the term nah, fuck that guy. We own it now.
0: Right. Yeah. Well it could have you know, it the whole basis for the the article was to like get people to stop putting k at the end of magic and like you stop referring it to it that way just because you know it it comes along with this guy but it could also have just been a really like angry hipster but, that's like, like is oh. that
3: is that <laughs> like, true
2: though like 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 the idea that like it, it like belongs to that guy or owns that guy like like you know i, I feel like i've used it in so much context it and has, it has definitely taken on a meaning that like does not involve that but like is it explicitly yeah. a thing
0: apparently apparently he's the one that coined that the term with the k at the end of it
2: i mean just because he coined it you
0: know i mean yeah that's true anyways that's just some interesting shit that i learned today been learning a lot of interesting uh, shit lately i feel like you know the
2: snapple caps are getting real specific (laughs) This is. is, uh, uh, i
0: mean it's been it's been a really interesting week whether or not you believe in you know uh the change of tides and, and and the stars having anything to do with our reality and its outcome. Uh it it's been interesting lately to see the patterns of so many friends of mine, as well as myself, like just this this period of like crazy like overstimulation. But for me, not necessarily in a bad way. Like I've been just like so curious and so like I, I've just been thirsting for, you know, knowledge and things that I love, you know, like just like researching and 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 learning so much, and and wanting to, because you know there's times where you're just like I don't want to fucking do anything. Like I don't want to read this book right here. I don't want to fucking. Oh, no, like, but those learn moments when anything. you get them,
2: those are a fucking gift. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's been in turmoil. As people will probably might have noticed last week, as the podcast went up a day late because the podcast was literally locked in my car in a fucking municipal parking garage overnight, <laughs> so I couldn't do anything about it. Literally, all of this genius was stuck in a hard drive in my trunk in yeah. a fucking parking lot. That yeah. should really label their uh, uh hours of operation a little bit better.
0: Yeah, that it's always it's always really uh, you know, uh it it's just kind of like a, an annoying or um it's really just a scary thing when you're out like in places that you're not from and there you just don't know like where you could park your car overnight like in especially uh, metropolitan areas because you're just like I don't know like what the crazy rule is you feel like there's gonna be a sign around the corner that you just didn't see with some like fine print on it that's gonna like you know be the reason why I, it doesn't matter that you got towed <laughs> like you're just like what as,
2: as m- much as i'm bitching i should have known better i did not si- i did not realize it wasn't just a parking garage it was fucking traffic court oh so yeah so like like i can't blame anybody but myself really and the, and,
3: <laughs> yeah. and uh, i got a nobody's fault <laughs>
2: yeah i think I, did, I caught him at a weird time you know i got there it had to have been two minutes before they officially closed and nobody was there. Uh-huh. So I thought, that should, I thought that's just like how it operated, you know? Like I paid on yeah. the way out or something. And then I fucking go out there uh, a couple hours later. I'm like, oh, shit, fuck. And so I was thinking, wait, that doesn't make sense. So maybe, maybe my car has not been towed and it's still there. And so I decided to go about, you know, an hour, 45 minutes before they open. So this is like five in the morning. I'm like showing up at this parking garage again and the security guard is there, right? He had just opened the door and he's Mm -hmm. kinda just like fucking with some paperwork, his car's parked halfway into it, like they're clearly not open. And so I just like, I was like, all right. And I just like walked briskly right past him. I'm like, I need to go see if my fucking car's there. And he's like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you? I was like, oh, I'm just getting my car. I was like, getting your car? What do you mean? I I just was like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go for confusing. I was like, oh yeah, my car. He's like, "What do you mean your car? Why is your car here?" I'm like, "Oh, it was an accident." He's like, it, it, "An accident? What? I I don't know. What do you mean an accident?" And I'm still walking this whole time, and I'm just getting closer and closer, and then I'm in range, and I see my car still there. I'm like unlocking it. He's like, "An accident? What do you mean?" I'm like, "Oh, like like I didn't mean to do it." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And then like right <laughs> then, I just like open the door. Got in the car, fucking turned it on, and just Nicolas Cage gone in 60 seconds. That bitch just got the fuck out of there. Drove around him, out that door, and I was done. So it's like I am not fucking getting my shit towed right now. I'm not stopping to explain this to this dude, and I'm definitely not paying the goddamn ten dollars. All right, I have been through enough tonight.
3: What?
0: (sighs) Wait, so that so this was in the morning? You're saying that this that you went and got? Yeah, yeah. I got up
2: at I got up at five in the morning to go pull this heist. I thought that was my best option.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, this is and hilarious! Guess what?
2: It fucking worked, okay?
0: But that's so, the best
2: part about it. This would have been a really shitty story if it didn't work, but it fucking works.
0: So, are you saying that they were gonna tow your car? Oh yeah. Oh really?
2: Yeah, they were. They were. They, he were uh, <laughs> By the second, the dude would have finished his rounds in the morning and seen that there was like this car there that had no sign stickers on it, or like shit like that. Like my shit was gonna get towed.
3: Wow. And so I just
2: fucking, I, I, I'm not waiting for business hours and calling them and asking for permission. Fuck no. Right. I but got there, you know, I got there early at the same time. I fucking raided that shit and got out of there.
0: That's interesting though, because I mean, like, why wouldn't they check to see if there were any cars there before they decided to close up the thing, you know?
2: Well, I must've just... pulled in at like five fifty eight, and the garage closed at like six. So I feel like I, I, I felt like I must've kept missing them at these odd hours and like <laughs> i mean you know how it is sometimes you don't always pay attention at work like people are people you
1: know i was like
2: fuck maybe there's an opening there maybe i can do something about that and it it fucking worked out i was like oh shit i can't believe that worked and then i went back to my hotel checked in because all my shit was in there it was the first day i got in here and then i was like Alright, cool. I laid down on my bed and then my alarm went off like 15 minutes later. It's like, oh, time to shower and go to work. And I worked a 12-hour shift after that and then I died. So these are the kinds of things I do for you people, including recording an intro from a hotel room. So actually, I'm kind of late to dinner and kind of uh, late to the final night or company party. Looking forward to that. It's going to be sick. We'll talk well, about it. Well, yeah,
0: we're, we're going on and on when really we're supposed to be introducing our guest for the show today. So you want to go the ahead and do that? The
2: illustrious Lawrence Gonzalez. Uh, my, the master yeah. of
0: arbitrage.
2: Oh, <laughs> it, it, it got real arbitrage in there. arbitrage P Henson. Like, it was fucking – it was good, man. It was good. We learned some shit, son. Now, he's a real uh, eclectic dude you know he's a fucking go-getter man and he's lived he's lived along he's lived a lot of life in his time he's just a real interesting cat it's 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 why oh well you know it's why he's the only like person i didn't know beforehand kind of stranger that i've ever let into my house and i was like this guy he's fucking rad he's cool Uh man and uh you know just Everything that he was about just kind of really fit in with the theme here. So we said, all right, let's let's rock and roll. Let's party, man. Let's talk. And we had we had a great conversation.
0: Yeah, definitely. I dug his vibe. Uh, really just uh, honest guy, you know, look you in the eye and just tell you his, what he's passionate about. And that's what I, I did. You know, it was nice to have somebody back on the show uh, since we've been doing a lot of the, uh, you know, one on one since we've been busy out and about traveling this and that. Uh, it was nice to be back in the studio and have your roommate in there and have him just, you know, share with us some of his passions and, and, you know, kind of really uh, show exactly what we're all about, you know, just hustling away and getting shit done and following your dreams. So uh, check it out, listen, uh, and- It's a good episode.
2: And and, and, you know what's great is that like, you know, we're recording this intro like kind of a little bit after the conversation, so I'm trying to remember exactly how we got here, but in my notes as possible episode titles, I have Creativity Babadook, and lit applebees <laughs> I, don't the, I don't remember what the <laughs> fuck i don't remember what the book that's for but I, I you're gonna go ahead and listen to the episode and we're all yeah. going to discover it together
3: <laughs> right
0: on right on no so we had a lot of
2: fun guys it was fun
0: without any further ado we're gonna get right into it so go on and
3: let's
2: Oh, go ahead.
0: I'm I'm I, I like that they're that I could smoke them at work all day. They're like accessible. at my desk. They're, they're, <laughs> they're convenient. right? They're, they're very convenient. That's um, like that's but, like the growing
2: segment of the market right now. There's like I wanna say it's making up like 20-30% of sales now.
0: But flowers going down, everybody's going for those cartridges. Fuck does it make me unproductive and eat a lot because I just smoke it so <laughs> much do. more? It's not like you gotta go outside to like light it up. You, when I can literally uh, just so, hit it anywhere at any time. I find myself hitting, hitting it so much that I just don't even know when I'm high.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I just get past being high, and then there'll be just a point where I'm tired and I'm ready for bed. Yeah, and that—that's the things with those things is they—they they make me tired,
1: uh, sativa or indica. It's oh really that so just puts me out. It makes I f- me I, I feel it the next day.
0: Oh well, see oh, that's. Still. That's the way it is. I I feel like I have energy until I pass out. And then the next day I'll wake up groggy in the morning because I'm like... The groggy
1: feeling. Because you're just like...
0: It's kind of like, yeah, you just... It's like, you know, you just smoked all fucking day. And so your body's just trying to, you know, wake the fuck up from this beautiful slumber that that weed put you into. It's like, dude, I don't know what else to do, but just knock your ass out. (laughs) It's like when you drink too much, you know, you could gain a tolerance and not act drunk. But eventually... You're gonna black the fuck out or pass yeah. the fuck out like there's there's no way so around if it. you just
2: have a recovery day for your recovery day
0: yeah at least the recovery day for just planning it makes you a little tired in the beginning you know with alcohol i'm just i've said it many times before but i'm fucking just about over it you know like i, I just have to like cut it off because you always get the people talking about moderation and uh, shit. i yeah. i just
2: i can't wait to hear the story about when you decided to uncut it off well, Whatever I haven't started
0: mean. technically to cut it off yet, but I'm I'm at the point where I'm deciding that I need to because oh the
3: longer
2: the, you do like the bigger shit show it is the well, time that you break uh, you it know, too and it's it's, it's almost like I don't even stories. want to
0: announce it or say it period just so I can do it <laughs> because uh yeah I, like so it's Saturday I went out again and um I, I wasn't even going to go out I wanted to stay home and work on some art but you know I was like oh I've been kind of just cooped up and and either working or just like, you know, kind of isolated by myself, I, I should go out and just kind of hang out and chill in my friend's backyard, having a bonfire. I won't drink that much. I can control myself there. Next thing I know, I'm waking up on a couch mm. that I don't remember falling asleep on in the morning. And art in the park was that day. And I also <laughs> didn't realize that I had work that I didn't get it covered. And so, well, also, you know, it was supposed to rain, so that's kind of what I was like expecting to happen. It was like a sixty percent chance of rain the night before, and just to my luck, you know, as it would happen, fucking, it's not raining. So art in the park's on, but I couldn't fucking make it. By the way, art in the park is this event yeah. that I was going to ask. I was, ask, I was like, what is yeah. this? You know, because it sounds sounds interesting. Yeah, you know? this this event that you know once a month we do, and I felt really fucked up because I couldn't make it to this event. Like I couldn't go and. Yeah, you know, I'm the one who who basically yeah, you started, started it. It is so, it is his event. Like, like oh, I never, wow. I never, Shit, never would have thought that I would miss an event like that. And and like it was raining, so it wasn't. But that's kind of a beautiful thing, man. That like you have built this thing and created it and built it up in that's, such a way that it
2: can live without you that too. Is, like that is that yeah. speaks to the power of it right there. Right? Well, that's
1: what got you true. into that. What got me? Yeah, into... Yeah. What made you to start to, that? To start it. Yeah.
0: Man, I'm just. Chock full of ideas, but no fucking discipline. <laughs> so I'm like coming up with all these ideas all the time, and some of them, like I start off, but then I just get sidetracked with all of these yeah. different things. I guess with this in particular, it was, it was this simple idea that came from going to the park where our friends like had a day where they they called it a flow day. We're just gonna go to the park and flow. And so like, uh, are you? you like go to the festivals and stuff yeah so then you know like what flow like flow like toys like fi- you know staff spinning and poi and, and all that stuff like the people that go and and do like fire spinning yeah essentially oh, so, okay okay so like without the fire that's what they were doing at the park and i was there with a friend checking it out and thought damn this is this is like a really cool park it's it's kind of you know it's not too far from everybody but it just seems to be really chill like i feel like we okay. could do something regularly here. Like, you know, I feel like we could do stuff and and not have to worry about, cool. like, I don't know. I, I, 13 just... times later,
2: how many times has yeah, anybody come to break it up?
0: Yeah, well, toward the end there, because it got ridiculous with the, the, not the last one that I went to, but the one before that, like it was this this obscene sound system that was it's way, <laughs> it did not need to be there like this. Yeah. So, you know, it, the way it's grown and the way that, from, from my original vision, which I'm going to get back to you right now, the way it's grown and what it's grown into has – is it's and, and along with the fact that I don't have to be there and that these people, you know, uh, that this team that I've kind of just built or we've all just kind of, you know, come together mm-hmm. from this art in the park was able to take it over. That was fucking – that's been beautiful, you know, and, like, the fact that we're now almost like a mini little festival. Like, we have yeah. DJs and the sound I, system. What's your turnout?
1: How many people usually –
0: at our, sure. at our at our um, at our one year anniversary, it was upwards of like close oh, to a hundred. It was a, something e, like. I would say at least a hundred. You so, know, especially with people uh, coming and going, like yeah, all day. coming and going, and so come, for sure throughout the whole day, over a hundred people. I mean, That's it great. was a great turnout and all ages. You know, but back to your you know question where what made me started. I saw all that and I thought we could be doing this. Why aren't we doing mm-hmm. this? And also just because art. In general ha- is so underrepresented here in orange county especially you mm-hmm. know like you have yeah you have communities in la and even down in like san diego and i'm sure up in the like bay area and and other parts of the country where like art is a much more uh
2: it's it is the community you know it's, it's part crazy, of their culture you know
0: yeah it's part of their culture people engage and interact and like they you know collaborate with each other there's places where you know are kind of like little hubs for artists where they yeah, go cool. and, and feel creative but in Orange mm-hmm. County there really isn't anywhere you know they've they've started doing like the art walks in Santa Ana but that's mostly the vendors that come out set up and then they go home like they're not you know there's not really like this at least from what I've seen there's not really like this just kind of raw organic like movement mm-hmm. going on and so i thought well, how hard could it be to create something like that and the idea is simple enough to just get people to come out of all different calibers of art or yeah. mediums or whatever, and just basically kick it in the park. Cause that's what it was for like the first yeah. six months. It was just people kicking it. Like there was very little art going on, you know, but <laughs> yeah. we've come a long way in mm-hmm. like figuring out, you know, themes and activities and things <laughs> to get people pumped. And, you know, like as we go, it's kind of cool because we, don't want it to just become this like mundane thing. We want to keep it interesting and unconventional and just come up with random stuff that's fun with random themes to really, like you know, spark something unique, so spark something that, that. So, did this all happen
1: way. by word of mouth or did you actually? Social like, media, you, you stuff social media, to, yeah. you know, yeah. Facebook groups, I'm guessing, right. things like you that. You have to, in
0: that, yeah. I mean, it, almost barely as much as I would be doing just for my own fucking personal life and shenanigans mm-hmm. anyway like you know it's not that much not like that That much it really promotion. was kind of like
2: minimal you know there was no real plan to it mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. like the network that we've got of people who are just always down for some shit like that it's
0: just yeah, and so it, and it's deep, the best idea
1: you know? yeah. yeah or it's it, you're doing what you you love and, yeah you know, exactly your passion eventually becomes a business well and it's and a and way like
0: for to get everybody to come out and do mm-hmm. whatever they love and like be able to do it in an area where the vibes are so high from just doing that that like mm-hmm something's bound to like fucking happen you know something is bound to to like whatever however you want to like you know whatever metaphor you want to use you you can like just imagine that all of this energy and these creative different talents that can go to a greater cause a bigger project some Mm -hmm. sort of art expression like and we you know we want to get into installation art we did our first uh, stage at the lost in the sauce music festival a couple um about a little over mm-hmm. a month ago. And that was really, that was like our first thing that we worked towards as a team. And, you know, like we're, sky's the limit, honestly. Yeah. And we're just bringing in. No, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's, this know, guy knows, missing. you know, it's something that's missing in this society is community. You know, people are, you know, lacking community. Yeah, we're hungering for that. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what uh test this was, but I remember that there was this, uh, this uh lab test they did with rats and uh you know one example they you know they put the rats in this maze and you know the rats had to go find you know uh, this this water so they find this thing of water and it's full of heroin or or some strong type of drug Mm -hmm. and they would constantly go and they either end up dying or killing themselves Uh uh-huh and then the other example what they did is they had a, a rat community a group of rats that were already had a bond. They were family. They were, oh, you know, okay. they were having a yeah. great time. They had balls. They had tunnels. They had everything. They had good food, good water. Uh-huh. They put those same rats in the test, and those rats didn't drink. They gave them an option. In the same, in the first example, the same thing. They had an option between clean water or meth, and meth, they, they chose the meth, mm-hmm. the meth water. In the second example, there was water or the meth water, and these rats went for the clean water, uh-huh. and they never got involved Damn. with the meth. So it explains that you know with community with connection, you know, it prevents things such as anxiety or a uh, depression, you know, in society. So it's kinda crazy the more that we're connected, the less that we feel bad about ourselves. But the thing is we're so distracted by everything that's happening you know the news that's the, very true the no- that's instant gratification trip. between notifications distracting you get a
0: notification we pause what we're doing you know I think- like the guy fucking who set himself on fire in front of the white house yeah i fucking saw that Wait, what? Shit. yeah dude so well, and it was it's so casually brought up i'm surprised years. that it's not Until like, i don't watch the news Oh you know? man. It's I'm, well, I'm surprised it's not bigger like news or whatever because it, even like tmz it was like a few hours after the thing had happened like because they were one of the ones that were right there, you know. They're always like the fucking getting shit up there mm-hmm. right away too. Like, yeah, and I was like, uh, still didn't know like what was going on with them. So it, it, it's unclear whether it was a like a stunt with a suit, mm-hmm. or if it was, you know, like usually what you got to go to Live League for that shit. It was just, huh? Has it usually got to go to Live League to get the like the yeah. first on that shit, man? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I just, I. Facebook, just like anything else, where yeah. somebody's like, dude, somebody just fucking set themselves on fire. And then it's you're like, friends. what? But you looked, I looked it up and it wasn't, I, I guess it wasn't as prominent as I thought some news like that would be. Like, that was mm-hmm. pretty fucking gnarly. It's just this guy on fire. Well, he walking. chose to do
2: it on the day that Robert Mueller decided himself to come out and hold a press conference for the first time ever. Uh-huh. And respond to some do shit. Why, why did he set himself on fire?
0: Nobody knows. Like, and well, now that you mentioned, I think we
2: generally have a have a good idea. Yeah. Well, now
0: that you mentioned that, though, but like, as far as like what you know, where he could stand or what what he's trying to say, like anybody can make a speculation. But if people are fucking crazy right now, too, like mm-hmm. there, it could have been a protest. Yeah. It could have just been like this guy something lost his completely mind different yeah i was
2: yeah. thinking i was thinking-, I'm thinking it's probably a protest it's probably somebody who just does not know what to do and they see fucking authoritarianism creeping in are they just going full uh you know one of those monks
1: And uh well in i China? definitely mm-hmm. am going
0: to go with thinking that it is something more on this way of that but i was also wondering if it wasn't ai or some form of like a robot because <laughs> or fake news will well, never no, happen no an ai <laughs> thing because of the fact that he kept walking on fire like that he was either wearing a suit Or it was, like, some fucking other thing. Because, like, they were saying that a guy just can't, like, walk, like, that far while being that, like, engulfed and, like, entrenched in fire. You know, like, there was definitely more of a plan to it than just, like, a regular guy that lit himself on fire. You're not sure if he died or what happened Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that it was a protest of some sort or, you know, but, like, just, like, what the fuck? Honestly, it kind of, like, it's kind of crazy that, like, I forgot about that already
2: today. It's, like...
3: Because you've Not, got so much more notifications, that new so much yeah, more yeah. stuff is happening. Like other you forget crazy that, shit
2: was going on. Like that didn't, that like registered for like 15 minutes earlier today and mm. then i just moved like well that's what one of my friends really was saying Wait,
0: what kind of like uh, it's like that sucks that if it was a protest that it doesn't seem like it's gaining that much traction mm. or anything. dude
2: yeah that's farrah fawcett dying it's in the same marketing. day as michael jackson you know <laughs> that's just yeah. that that's that's a fucking blows man like fawcett. your shit just goes out there like can you at, at least he's probably not around to be this pissed about how little coverage that got you know
0: yeah well they said that's what I mean. The last report was that he went to the hospital with life-threatening injuries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. did not confirm death or anything yet. Can you imagine if he's alive? Oh, That's going to fucking
2: suck. It'd be so pissed to realize it's not even on the news that night. Like Oh my gosh. But yeah. anyway,
0: oh, so yeah. you know, th- yeah, I, I agree to what your point was. We went off on a fucking oh, yeah. side tangent yeah. there just to mm-hmm. give an example of, you know, what a lack of community as a whole or mm-hmm. in, you know, the amount of, of communities you know mm-hmm. in
2: all basically the country, motivation what for they me to do. you know yeah. switch out this meth water for real water yeah <laughs> don't do that so yeah. <laughs> you know
0: we're I, I met you a couple times before you're lawrence yeah. mm-hmm. you're uh phil's uh buddy and pal and <laughs> we brought you on, <laughs> cool on on the show to this Thanks, very guys. Appreciate uh, it. very professional studio that like i know it was kind of a trek for you um, so, we thank you for coming out here tonight. Yeah, that's like 19,
2: it. 20 steps.
0: Yep. That's crazy. That's, so, a, that's yeah. a long trek, man. You know, yeah, we know that you you took over uh, the place oh. of uh, our boy, Aaron, who's yeah. been on the show a couple times. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Has yeah.
1: he? Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. That guy's awesome.
2: Yeah,
0: man. He's a good dude. So, um,.
2: Yeah, no. So I actually have not really like explained to him ever like your <laughs> yeah. whole your whole background yet. So why don't you lay it on us? Because when you're we talking about, you know, passions, driving business mm-hmm. and you know, having you know, being a self starter yeah. and making something that is ultimately successful. Like I know you identify with that. So Yeah.
1: Well, growing up, I mean, I never really had anything to do. I'm from Turlock, California, up Northern California, right? Smack dab in the middle of California where you put your finger on the map in the middle. You're hitting Modesto, Turlock, California. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of grew up in just, you know, a suburban town, you know, and, you know, eventually, you know, got, got the hell out of there because there was really nothing there. You know, was, there was a mall, there was a movie theater, you know, cows. You know that's pretty much it's it the, so it,
0: that area kind of reminds me of like when i go to certain parts of colorado or wyoming where my cousins live yeah being like it's just like they have like you're saying yes yeah, just mall, nothing to do the mall you know but you theater. get distracted by you know the town which you know at, at
1: my age 17 18 you know i was already starting to drink you know smoking and you know partying late at night you know doing irresponsible things and you know just hood being, rat being stuff a kid. with your yeah, friends yeah. And, you know and I, I i thought to myself you know hey if i stay there there's no way uh, you know i'm gonna be able to to change or, or to, to to better myself uh-huh you know i said 18 i was like you know hey i'm just gonna hit another town you know and i went up to oxnard ventura area and okay you know just uh you know working restaurant and you know started getting a little bit more involved with um how'd you like it there it was beautiful um but it was definitely difficult yeah but right, uh port wainimi okay. i don't know if you ever heard of it Ooh right <laughs> uh Port Wianemi, i don't know if you're familiar
0: no no it's not a nice closely. private little
1: beach it's 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 cool over there okay there's a military base over there that's yeah
0: pretty cool. pretty big sounds dope but uh it is beautiful though being yeah. by the ocean right there it's a little, it's like more serene because you're just outside the like major hustle and bustle of, of you know yeah la la
1: yeah, so at that time, you know, I was getting kind of pushed to be on my own, you know, be responsible. And at one point, you know...
0: Is that self-imposed or is that...
1: Yeah, self-imposed. You know, I know if I stuck around at my town, like I was just going to be playing beer pong, you know, you for the rest, probably the rest of my life. It was really cheap to live, but, you know, I needed to adventure. I needed to step outside the comfort zone, you know, and just and just do it. So
2: I think we all know the type, you know.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, eventually, you know, I went back home for a little to recoup. And, you know, the biggest kind of thing is... Well, at first when I was younger too, I, maybe around like 15, 16, my dad was involved like network marketing mm-hmm. and you know, those whole big mirror, uh, you know, things that they call pyramid schemes and, oh, you know, all that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: I've got my stories with, you involved in
1: one or the other. And, uh, you know, I, I had, and that was a good experience You know, I'm not going to say it's bad because, you know, if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have found future interest in marketing ourselves, you know? So just you know, my dad jumping on that, seeing him being ambitious, I've I kind of took into that, like you know what, let me let me check this out. So I did that for a little bit, and you know, saw motivational speakers. I was involved with great people that were very focused and self-driven, and you know, since then I've always wanted to kind of be into you know just doing my own thing, marketing and sales, or just being uh you know you know self I guess motivated, you know, always something to kind of you know work for, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I ended up working for, a you know, a marketing company and where you can kind of promote from within. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's how I came out here is, you know, I got promoted up to, you know, management, ended up owning my own business. Wow. I didn't end up turning out well, but, uh, you know, it, it did because, you know, when they say, you know, sometimes you learn, sometimes, or sometimes, yeah, what's the, what's the quote? Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Yeah, so, yeah, you, know, you never really lose, you know. There's always experience gain on failure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't say I'd failed because I, I gained experience, you know. So Exactly. I, yeah. You know, I put a lot of time into that and, you know, and you know, there's so much, you know, benefits of just learning how to work the back end and, you know, learning about compliance and just doing things right and you know, that's always been kind of like anytime I get involved with a company, it always has to have a good message. It has to have a good story, you know. I can't be, you know, doing anything yeah, yeah that I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be excited about oh, yeah. or motivated about, you know. I
0: could, I could definitely uh, agree to that, and I'm also in sales myself, and mm-hmm. there is a struggle, man. <laughs> like especially yeah. when you're selling mm-hmm. for other people, yeah. you know, and, and doing that because even at even if they they have great causes, you know, it is for a great cause, it still might not necessarily be what you want to put your mm-hmm. your heart and soul into because you want to sell your own stuff. And I'm kind of like working and learning, as mm-hmm. you said, that you yeah. are, too, from all of these yeah. different experiences. Definitely not taking them for granted mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, staying in, in certain areas and places or having stayed in certain areas and places where people would have said and still do, uh, you know, you should don't waste your time. Don't get out of there. And, and you know, it's like I kind of see it for for what it is based on what. It has been with like well fuck that wasn't my ideal thing and i was there a little bit longer in the moment than i would have liked to have been Mm -hmm. but looking back if i hadn't stayed there for that long i wouldn't have experienced or started to understand all of you know pretty much everything that goes into that the goods the highs and the lows you know and Mm -hmm. and like known how to deal with it so it's it's crazy because i i do like just feel almost as if like i'm being guided by myself yeah. but like it, it's something i think about all day when it comes to that because yeah. that's what i, I want to do is eventually sell myself mm-hmm. you know they always say you could be yeah. you're a good salesman and it's like well i don't want to be a seedy salesman like i don't want yeah. like that because i makes it great i, I know yeah. some salesmen that are like great salesmen but they're fucking pieces of shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so and, and, but you can I, i've come to learn and, and accept that you can be good at selling and also have integrity yeah. and also like you know so you mm-hmm. know
2: yeah because at the end of the day it's just it's bridging that gap you well, know it, it's had, it's authentically believing in this and just trying to communicate the message of that well to somebody who you hope is going to receive that right you know like sales can mm-hmm. be just that right like, in like that that pure form you know right i i like taking that approach whenever like the situation comes up to me but you know oftentimes i don't i don't have to i just straight up will not like yeah even try i remember yeah. like working for uh
1: it's not everyone's cup of tea yeah you know? i had
2: a i had a client or my agency had a client that was like one of those multi-level marketing scheme mm-hmm. it, it seemed like that yeah. i don't know but they're like oh it's this like juice with like you know uh uh what do they call them like power fruits or something like that yeah or, oh, or super super, super fruits yeah yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing all the antioxidants just every buzzword we can mash onto a thong uh no it was it was like a orangey juice hmm. yeah but anyways okay. i'm just like i can't bring myself to like do
0: anything
3: right but this shit you know
2: yeah because like, yeah. it's 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 rough man so yeah.
0: what what are you doing like what what are you using you know your your sales background and marketing background for right now well
1: um i'm kind of like doing a couple things um for one I, I am involved with an e-liquid manufacturer which you know i kind of wanted to work with because you know i used to smoke cigarettes too and you know i eventually quit using a you know one of those devices as you know when they're the little cigar that you know looked like a fake cigarette you know and you know that's that's what got me off and okay you know i actually you know haven't vaped you know and i would i would smoke here and there but you know i eventually you know got involved with this company where it's all about you know harm you know reductive and it's all about the best quality you know of and being the best example because in the industry right now it's full of you know cartoon character <laughs> boxes and shit, yeah super cheap you know imported overseas bad ingredients just and so a race right now, to the bottom you know it is you just know and
2: sleazy, you know marketing
1: yeah and you know of course there's a lot of a, a battle in the industry right now with you know fda and mm-hmm. you know big pharmaceutical companies that you know they they all need to make their money, you know. Else, that wouldn't be a good thing, you know. So they're they're definitely fighting the industry and and yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's always, it always it always just gets me like thirty percent, thirty two percent tax or something like that. Uh, well, on fully legal oh, on, uh, on products, because
2: i for I, uh oh I don't know for THC, sorry. Mm. Oh, for THC, and va- oh weed, oh, oh
0: so yeah. So I'm right. thinking, I'm That's thinking weird. of a whole different thing, right? Yeah, we are talking about industry. tobacco. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Tobacco, yeah like like
1: you know. like the cigarettes, like the vape pens, you right. know, like the mods and like, stuff. Like, Essence know. vapor, you know.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah. You
2: mm-hmm. know, <laughs> man. Yeah, no. It always like it bugs me how they like you know just officially classified it as a tobacco product, and now like the tobacco industry just kind of turns that around and uses that on vapes trying to demonize it basically yeah so they can get rid of those and just put this idea out there that it's Mm -hmm. somehow worse or it's not you know it's it's bad for you and shit Mm -hmm. like that which you know not smoking is always better than smoking but smoking vapes is way better than smoking cigarettes yeah but now it's like oh okay we can just turn all all of our like money and influence Mm -hmm. and turn that energy in and start you know uh just putting all this fucking propaganda out there to get yeah. those things banned and then they kill their own competition with their own um uh what to call it their own punishment that they were supposed to serve. Like, I don't know, that shit just that bugs me. I fucking yeah. hate the tobacco. I
1: mean they they classify it's ninety-five percent safer than yeah. cigarettes. And how many people has it killed? None. Yes and they are going they're trying to ban it yeah take it away because if the cigarette companies don't make their money Mm -hmm. it gets ugly especially for the states that have you know deals with the those companies yeah but uh you know i guess on on the other thing i do is a lot of retail arbitrage it's something i always find fun you know, are you guys familiar so with retail arbitrage? And so we
2: totally, totally know what that means. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the say, people that are like, like stupid, I'm like, yeah, what? Are the, yeah, no, no, totally yeah, no. Arbitrage. We totally like we get. Yeah. You know, we know that I use that word all the time. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. for <laughs> anybody who doesn't know, why don't you, uh, why don't you just drop a definition for us? Yep,
1: retail arbitrage. Uh, basically, you buy products that uh, you find in the market, and you know, you sell them at a higher price. You know, what I do in particular is, you know, I go to Goodwills, I go to Salvation Armies and you know, I find, you know, things at lower price like Disney collectibles or, you know, what if it's, uh, you know, soccer shoes or, you know, whatever it looks like it's in decent shape or something I'm familiar with, too. You know, it's if fascinating, I, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's enticing able to do that. I was watching The Simpsons thing where they were kind of like poking fun at that sort of uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like just a minute ago, because I've been binge watching The Simpsons. But it reminded me of that in Arizona. There's that one show. I don't know if you watch it where that guy uh like in phoenix area like there's this ah, fuck, I forget the name of the show but dude's like a character in himself but that's what he does uh. he goes out with his buddies and they like go mm-hmm. to the swap meets and they find things that you know they can sell for like a lot more money mm-hmm. and go and do that and i thought that is fascinating because i mean technically what i do for a living is something like that except it's not with memorabilia and all these other things it's with vintage fine art like i saw yeah so yeah. like that kind yeah, of stuff awesome. but that's how it works is like you mm-hmm. buy these cells and you gotta you know yeah. make a profit so you you flip it around and and it's i mean you're ultimately making somebody happy mm-hmm. <laughs> like because yeah. they take away you're, some you're fucking, finding something for them yeah you know but that's crazy to me like how do you know
2: how do you how do you spot something like do you like, cause to me, I'm just like, oh, I don't know the value of like everything. Or how to I think it's to about how much like, you could I sell some
0: somebody on something, because I like, or how much how, how stoked you could be on something. Do you, is there a way to like know its value, or do you kind of just, from my understanding, it's I like mean, at how least much
2: you're like real specific in one category, right? Well, it, it, you it depends.
1: It? You know, I mean, like if it's prepackaged stuff, I mean they have the apps where you know, for example, it's an Amazon scanner. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in the shop, it has a barcode, you scan it. It'll, it'll show you how much it is on, on Amazon. Okay. You know? Yeah. So Otherwise, that,
0: that's like the standard to go off of then. Cause it's, yeah, like they the, have a little scanner. That'd be like the lowest
1: price for it. Basically. And then, you know, you can do your quick searches through golf up, let go and just see what kind of it is. And, you know, it has to be something relevant, you know, if you're getting, picking up some old, you know, skates that are missing the buckles and, missing no, the wheel, it, yeah. you know, you're going to move that.
0: Amazon made it harder. Like, obviously they made it harder for small businesses. in a lot of ways I would imagine being that mm-hmm. they like can provide just so much at like taste. nothing you know
2: yeah, yeah. but eating our entire economy yeah
0: yeah so but like has has it made a difference for you in a negative way i kind of use it as
1: a source and i don't really sell through amazon okay. so i you know i sell mm-hmm. through let go offer up and it goes it goes as quick you okay. know and it's just anytime an opportunity comes too, you know and it, you, sometimes it could just be something you're involved with you know so you know i play music so if i see an instrument and you know i look it up and you know i'll figure out if it's you know worth anything and You know some if if i know if i'm pretty familiar with the brand or you know see if it's in good shape you know if it's anything that you that you do you know or that you know about you know hey if you know a skateboarder you can go pick up a skateboard put it all together so
0: there's no niche with you it's like whatever you know whatever that you know somebody can well
1: i have my niche shoes you know i sell a lot of shoes board games that are you know uh, you know on demand things like that um you know from larger items to you know i found disney collectibles before like selling tinkerbell disney collectible got it six bucks i sold it for 75. Oh, what shoes What
0: shoes do you sell like the most nike
1: uh, i sell a lot of soccer shoes oh, Okay. you know i uh, pick them up in season you know okay. or off season and then i i sell them during season you know so i'll hold on to a lot of those as well
2: right all, all right. right or do people get as crazy about those as they do like air force ones and shit.
1: i don't get into all the you know yeah cool but like do people is there but like people get another... really bad. i heard it's like a 16 like, year old kid is a millionaire selling those well, oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah multi, multi that's crazy no
2: i've seen these people it's fucking insane i don't get that shit at all but i was wondering if like like adidas and like soccer shoes that they had like a similar like fanfare or is is it that specific set of like sneakerheads who are just out of their fucking minds
1: yeah i mean if you can find a good pair you know like you know people would are, go crazy for it yeah they'll go, you know okay. so certain you know when the Messi's came out things like that you know okay But in general is what I usually go for, you know, because you don't, you know, go there and just, you know, expect to only find shoes. You know, you got to kind of be open for a couple items to have, you know, larger kind of selection of what you're looking for, you know, about, you know, you're familiar with. So
0: what was like the first thing that you... The first uh, what was it called arbitrage that you like experience is that the way to
2: say it? what I I was like, that's what a is good, the fucking, that's a good question. Like, like, what was saying. your, what was the first so, time you went? It was, it was actually awesome. funny. Yeah. How many um, arbitrages did you do?
3: <laughs> well, I went
2: to,
1: uh, I went to about four stores. And thought I found nothing, you know, like I, I went to f- like one store looking around. I'm like, how the hell do I do this? It's you know, what am I looking for? Seven years ago. Yeah. And I'm just looking around and, you know, of course, you know, I had some, you know, mistakes of buying certain items I ended up sitting on having to sell for, you know, because it's very competitive in the market right now, too. You know, when it comes down to like cell phone cases, like everybody's selling cell phone cases, you know, mm. it's got to be pretty unique in itself. And, you know, it's, it's so cheap to make in China. It's it's mm-hmm. cheap here. You know. Yeah. So, Yeah. You know, there's certain, you know, products that you want to kind of... So it's just... It's like... Mar- margins is the most important thing. You want to make margins, mm-hmm. you know?
0: When I was in junior high, I had no idea about margins or anything. I just had a very, very general sense of like knowing that I'm going to sell these things, which were Hot Wheels. Yeah. And I would go and buy... It was actually Joey and myself, my friend, my best friend, Joey. And this was, you know, like before we had become like super, super close. Like he his dad had this dope-ass collection of hot wheels and so i was just getting into like hot wheels for some mm-hmm. reason i don't know if and and the furious was out around that time i was like all stoked on cars i start collecting hot wheels and then you know he starts hyping me up on like giving me the knowledge on like certain hot wheels that are like more collectible and whatnot and so i go and i just start fucking acting like you know like i got this shit i bring out supply boxes yeah. with them to school and i would sell those and bottle rockets so i'd sell these hot That's wheels to kids for like five ten bucks he had to
2: use the tracks to keep all the bitches off of i would i was, I was convincing these kids that they
0: needed these fucking hot wheels dude and then their fucking bottle rockets i got them for like 10 cents a piece at like in wyoming and shit and i would sell them for a dollar a piece yeah and this is how i saved up for my very first amplifier Mm -hmm. you know because my parents didn't like buy you know musical equipment for me it could be anything else but not that Mm -hmm. so this was how i like hustled i didn't know anything about like like margins or i was just like nope i'm just gonna fucking (laughs) buy low low, sell high buy low so high to do it and you know they don't teach you that in in
1: school like how to you know it's it's so crazy they're wasting their time so much of this is just like stuff they don't teach you in school they're just like
2: the second you start actually just doing something Mm You know, that's when all that knowledge floods in. You're just like, oh, shit. You get a sense of how that feels. And
0: yeah. you learn well, to, it way quicker. To be fair, I also did think that these... I believed that all these Hot Wheels were dope as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought that I was selling them, like, the dopest of the dope collectible shit. And I had this stuff. And a couple years later, like, or actually a few years later, after high school, I was serving at Red Robin at the time. Yeah. There was, like, a convention for Hot Wheels right across the street at the Hyatt. These guys came in. I served them. I told them I had a collection. They're like, oh, why don't you... You know, bring some over. We'll take a look at them. These guys, like, looked at them for like two seconds and were just like, this kid fucking guy wasted our time, you know? Because they, they didn't like, want a wheel and deal with them. They were not apparently worth a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, so, you know, that's when it was like, oh, fuck. I was a con man. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah. I- it's eh, like, I'm
2: true. never going to arbitrage again. I'm never <laughs> going back into arbitrage
0: again. <laughs> it sounds like it should be the name of a city or something like in fucking Budapest. I'm sure it probably is. It probably is, it probably <laughs> is
1: man. <laughs> it is. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it sounds like someone like Flash Gordon would fight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> arbitrage! arbitrage! Oh, uh, god damn funny. you. Well, it sounds like the common through line in all this is that you guys are selling your passion too, just like what you were mm-hmm. saying. You know, Kind of sticking in that niche, whether it's you know shoes or hot wheels but you said you make music
0: yeah so what kind of music like do you what do you are you pursuing that in any other way yeah
1: actually it's a a big passion right now um you know my lady's uh you know she's she sings and i kind of i i have like a multi i I guess i'm a multi-instrument so i play piano guitar drums
0: so Um, you're a duet
1: yeah kind of yeah well i don't really i don't i don't do much of the singing okay you know i don't got the voice for it right uh, on uh, you know, I do most of the, you know, I get a loop pedal, you know, I'll throw on the loops and start, you know, put a beat, like a beep box in there for her and, you know, get a good vibe going.
0: Oh, did, did Phil so. mention to you that we've added live performances from all musicians oh, as really? part of the segment too? Yeah, so oh, cool. get that yeah, going. Shoot, you know what? <laughs> hey, we'll do that next. <laughs> We'd love to do that. Yeah, we should. Anyways, Gag, yeah. yeah, sorry to interrupt you. You go on. No, no, no. Basically that,
1: you know, that's the, the gist of it. I mean, we're in the process of kind of building an album, kind of putting something together and. It's for shits and giggles. And you're producing this yourself? Yeah, we can. You know, we're just trying to keep it very natural. Okay. We're not... I guess you, not looking for the whole, like, you know, intense recording session no, like and yeah. everything, you know, we want to kind of give it that live kind of feel, you know? I think
3: it's
0: kind of unnecessary at this point. There's yeah. A, there's right? a
2: charm that definitely comes with a lot of those.
1: And I've heard of yeah, them too, where exactly. it too. Exactly. Like, it makes it more unique. Gives it character. Yeah. It, it comes with a visual, you know? Well, and I, I mean, mean,
0: it's it's kind of becoming the standard. Like mm-hmm. Beat Labs are just in general in people's like, you know, most of my friends that are producers for bass music or even house music are doing this in their rooms, you know, mm-hmm. like and even when they record tracks like yeah you're supposed to have a booth or whatnot in, in traditional recording yeah. but i learned from recording an album like five or six years ago um when i was you know making music i made one album uh with my friends and like never thought that that would happen you know but mm-hmm. like because back then you thought well you have to know somebody with the with the studio with the booth and yeah. all of this shit you had to Take a it lot. had to be that way like no we recorded this like literally down the street in my buddy's apartment in his living room you know and all the vocals and everything too like maybe once or twice went into the restroom and like closed the door mm-hmm. so that there's no sound but that's that really yeah. didn't do anything i mean with filters and such you can you know kind of block out the sound or as you're saying give it that organic mm-hmm. and raw that live feel to it you yeah know, you don't want it overproduced mm-hmm. and i like that i yeah. think that's really keeping cool. it natural you know because
2: like all of your favorite music was produced on like old technology you mm. know growing up yeah so it's like fuck it you know you don't need all that like the mm. fancy shit yeah and i'm really digging it like i've heard some pretty cool uh like just kind of folksy almost like duet you know things yeah. that were recorded kind of you know it kind of seems a little bit cheaply but that yeah you know, that gives it its uh its charm oh, yeah. and shit. it's yeah. fun
1: too and I, I would say that's my my biggest passion is playing music so you know?
0: like what it it Mm -hmm. I don't like classifying genres as much anymore Mm -hmm. because they're kind of, they're, they're all over the place, like within, you know, the Mm -hmm. the new way that it's produced. Like, I don't like calling it electronic music Mm because even that's like just kind of like fucking big. It's just, it's, it's just music. But what. How about what inspires you? Yeah. Like, who would you, like, what kind of. Sound? Would you say that your stuff is?
1: Well, I'm a, I'm. De- we definitely have reggae at heart. Okay. You know? I, I pr- yeah, definitely have you know some reggae history. You okay. Know? Just you know from Bob Marley, you know all the way to Revolution today. You know, like you know reggae has always been kind of in my culture. You know a little bit, so I think that's always been you know a focus is you know creating kind of like that indie acoustic reggae kind of feel. You know. Mm. So I've always kind of leaned in in that direction for the most part. Okay,
2: mm-hmm. that's that's out in, uh, in Turlock. Is it like a bigger like a big thing? Oh no, is that what you meant To or? just
1: uh, you know, music, just reggae has is, is always been my kind of inspiration. Oh okay, you know? okay, yeah,
2: yeah. I was thinking like I know like
0: Long Beach got like a big scene for that. Well, I'm not really going to you were saying. Yeah. I was going to ask like, you like, are you a fan of Sublime? And, you know, of course, yeah, absolutely. Is- well, no, this is Huntington Beach, but I always pride myself on being from Garden Grove. Garden Grove, where yeah. you wrote that song about it. Grove. Shit. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> to Garden Grove. <laughs> you know, that's... that's oh, man. I swear one day I'm going to write a story somewhat about my own life and have it take place in Garden Grove, and it's going to like be a movie with that as the opening theme song. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be a five-minute movie because nothing goes so, on in garden grove at all i know but
2: it'll <laughs> right? happen it's gonna but, fucking happen but hey netflix will probably green light it anywhere
0: dude yeah. i'm telling you let's fucking i actually had this conversation today with a buddy of mine a friend who i've met uh just from fucking sitting at work this guy comes in like once maybe once a week he'll get a cup of coffee and they come mm-hmm. and sit down and talk to me for like an hour and a half his name's tony uh-huh. fucking cool guy like You know, he's definitely of an older generation and has like a different perspective on a lot of things, but we can discuss and talk about these things in in a lot of ways where we can just, you know, I do learn stuff from this guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and and he owns a business where he rents out camp, like expensive, expensive, like professional, um, Mm -hmm. like cinematic camera type shit. And so... He was just telling me today because we were talking shit on like game of thrones and you know yeah. Like, yeah like we were just going over a lot of things that we were agreeing upon he's like you know i think he's like i, I think i kind of want to work with you one day like he's like honestly like if you if he's like you seem like if you went to go and actually take classes on writing or something or mm-hmm. at least you know like taught yourself how to to write and like learn how to write, write a script and learn how to, you know, do exercises that can help you take your ideas. Cause you've got lots of ideas mm-hmm. and putting them down. I think that, you know, we could, we could do something. He's like, we could make something with this. You know, I've got yeah. the camera equipment to do it and the experience and and yeah. to direct it. And like, so I was just like, that's how that sort of thing happens where you have, even if that doesn't go through, it's like, there's been so many cases where, these things something that i would have dreamed about as a kid like mm-hmm. oh you know as a kid i've had dreams of, to be everything i wanted to be even a rapper at one point i was like yeah. you know wanted <laughs> i was to there do all this shit yeah <laughs> and so you're just like you you fantasize about like writing your own movie directing mm-hmm. your own thing but you're just in the back of your mind thinking that that's a pipe dream never it will never happen mm-hmm. because who am i to go off and you know be able to pay or afford to do all this like it, it just didn't make sense but now as i'm getting older we're we're you know just engaging Start. and living this life like all of these pieces are kind of fucking falling into place that way where it's like you know like the idea of making a movie like or a show like it's bruno is not very <laughs> far off at all you know or starting your own fucking podcast <laughs> you know or yeah. like anything really i mean
2: yeah, oh shit, I just totally lost my train of thought because <laughs> I smoked way too much weed. <laughs> An
0: irresponsible
2: amount of weed yeah, around like minute 10, 15 to this episode. mouth uh, Oh yeah, cottonmouth <laughs> is fuck. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. What were you saying? I was talking about how eventually <laughs> all of these dreams have been manifesting, you know, all of these, even though they're like loose dreams and and not to give myself mm-hmm. a pat on the mm-hmm. back or say that like, oh, I'm going to be a director or anything like that. But it's the, the idea and the possibilities keep opening up. And I've seen enough things happen already in my life yeah. that I didn't really think would happen or I could never have imagined that I would have actually done this or that you know i would i didn't know that i was actually going to create an album one day with my my buddy when i was a little kid obsessing Mm. over all of the you know musicians and and people that i really wanted to like you know to kind of copy you know like but here i am doing my own thing
2: we're starting to kind of learn like that's the secret it's like oh nobody feels like they should be you know kind of where they're at or doing Mm. what they're doing and they're all equally like every time you put something out they're just like oh, fuck, this is shit. Everybody's going to figure out that I am terrible at everything and I should just go fucking die in a hole. Yeah. And we're sort of really like, oh, if everybody kind of feels like that, it's kind of free, you know? It's like shit, man. That's – uh, it, it seems that much more, like, attainable. It's that much more real. Yeah. You, know, you take it off that pedestal.
0: It also, for some reason, makes it a little bit more sad. In <laughs> some ways, you're like, man, I wish they would just know that, you know, they, they were – that they were worth something, or like what you know, the effects, the positive effects that they've had mm-hmm. on on somebody's, you know, life. Well, I think
2: at the end of the day, they can, they can balance that out too. But it's that like you know, is it that yeah. the, like that voice never goes away? And like the second you like just look at it, you make friends with it, you shake its hand, you go okay, you like make peace with it, you're able to actually like move forward and do some shit. And the more mm-hmm. you do, the more people are like, hey, you're good at this. And mm-hmm. voice gets a little quieter, you know. Right. But it never goes away. But that's okay. You know, it's yeah. the baba duke. Yeah. It's the heart the the creative Baba that always haunts us, you know? <laughs> you just gotta compartmentalize that shit in mm-hmm. the basement next to your dead husband. Uh <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Dog. Oh man. Uh oh
0: But yeah, I mean That's cool. Where uh you said you're doing it just for fun, or like are you gonna be putting it out like trying to do shows? Um, you know, trying to Yeah, do-
1: um I think that's uh you know, our goal has always been to hit the road, you know. We wanna we wanna live the van life. You what know. kind of van are you going to get oh man yes we, we, we i don't know we're thinking i've like, been thinking
3: i think about i want to get a, a like a nice sprinter van and just oh, deck it yeah. out dude but dude. i also want to go
1: classic and you know get something that you know it's got a little vintage feel to it and
0: oh, our buddy just uh or a guy i actually just met him at, at desert hearts this past year but he's a, a buddy of a buddy and like dave has been telling me about this guy uh for a while um his name's george and he got this sprinter van mm-hmm. and uh he like just like i guess it's like i don't know upwards of two hundred thousand dollars or something yeah that they, they, you get, they they get love, everything that went yeah. it went into it you know mm-hmm. because he's got the shower it's a lot of work. yeah he's got all he's got it like to where it's, it's a house on yeah. wheels essentially you know and so it, it's like its own little motor home but it's much more uh I would say comfortable for driving, mm-hmm. you know, like and getting in and out of places. Like driving mm-hmm. a motorhome, like a big ass fucking motorhome, yeah, it's gotta suck shit. if you're if and you, you can to park them everywhere. Like yeah, yeah, if you gotta go somewhere, yeah, you could get a bike or maybe like you know a moped or something like yeah. that. But it like to go with it, but it just you know yeah you can't really just get up and just go drive it you know Mm -hmm. you don't don't want to just get up and drive it off to irvine to go see a friend or something yeah or or wherever you're like nah, fucking, yeah yeah
2: yeah, trying to like jam a winnebago to the fucking taco bell drive-thru turning a tight corner yeah
0: (laughs) yeah not a good look that was that that's out the window then gotta get the sprinter van (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the vans,
1: you can you can stealth them those things too i'm not sure you're familiar with stealthing but what does that mean it's basically you can go anywhere you know and if it's you know the, the vehicle's built right where the light doesn't escape inside you can literally park anywhere and no one will ever know you there as long as you can park there
3: oh you know
1: okay. so oh well i mean you know walmart things like that i think they let you stay 24 48 hours things like mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. um, some
0: cities are gnarly and mm-hmm. like especially like up the coast mm-hmm. yep. in the beach area because I, I remember thinking to myself when we did sleep and I didn't know at the time that this was, we could have got a big fine, but we ended up sleeping out near Hearst Castle, kind of across the street mm-hmm. on this land as we were going up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you, you know, I know this is way out here from a lot of people, but you, you would think that there would be more people out here at night fucking around or doing stuff, you yeah. know, but apparently they're just really sleepy towns and they are very strict on um yeah you some know, cities are they're very strict on people like keeping you the sleep in, off
2: of Hearst castle
0: <laughs> sleeping you're not supposed to sleep <laughs> in your car you mm-hmm. know and like i'm talking all the way through um san luis san luis obispo yeah. county slow county um but it's not like that if you go up to eureka you know you can yeah. fucking you know you go anywhere. it's like very overpopulated with you know homeless people mm-hmm. and um it's just completely different <laughs> just because yeah. of that one thing, you know, you can't sleep, you can't sleep in your cars and stuff up there. Yeah. So it's, it's an eerie place though. It's like, it's, it's really peaceful and stuff, but it it's is. kind of fucking boring.
1: <laughs> yeah. It can be, especially if you don't manage your time, right. You know?
0: Yeah. You got kind of be,
1: you know, kind of always have to have a plan. So yourself, what was the
0: coolest you know? spot to hang out when you lived in the
1: <laughs> Cool spot to hang out. I mean, the movie theater, man. That was the, <laughs> that was, the, that was the spot, you know, there was like a little fun works next to it. And, you know, we'd go, there's, it's not there anymore, you know, but we'd go there and, you know, take our little skateboards and, you know, hit the DDR machine for a good couple hours, you know, break a there sweat, you, you know, <laughs> after some DDR and we'd go skateboard a little, a little more and, you know, head back home at 11, 12 o'clock at night and get in trouble, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when I went to Santa Maria and, like, the cool place to go there was Applebee's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like, the oh, spot where everybody came. in. Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's. It was, like, the party place. That's where the bar was popping off and everything. And then, you know, was, like, by midnight, everything's, like, closing down. And it's, like, there wasn't, like, no nightlife or anything out there. Yeah. But that's more, that's coast, like, kind of near the coast, Yeah. I guess. But it's, like up in the same area now i
1: think applebee's has changed since then that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah it's not not the club spot anymore huh? no
2: it's, not, it's <laughs> definitely not in every other every yeah. other applebee office. You know, Bee i've been to yeah. a lit applebee's since 2003 and it's a goddamn shame you know that you haven't been to a what <laughs> a lit applebee's
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lit applebee's <laughs> no that it, it's like any other applebee's would probably not be like that at all mm-hmm. but you want some of this oh sure there you go oh,
1: that's a cool little pen there
0: Oh, so, man. what is the name of your musical project? Like, what do you call yourselves?
1: Well, we call ourselves The Better Places, but we haven't technically got that locked in anywhere, okay. you know? I like the better Places. But Better Places.
2: That seems exactly like what I would, like, that seems kind of like a perfectly fitting thing for the whole situation that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, right now we're just in the room jammers, you know? And Is she from
0: to, Turlock too?
1: No, she's actually from out here. She's from Santa Ana. Okay. Yeah, so she grew up and raised out, here, uh, you know, in Santa Ana. And so how did you guys meet? I picked her up at an Express. You know, I used to work at an Express in Northern California, and you know, I popped over here, and when I met her out here, I was dropping off. You know, I had a shirt from down there, I was exchanging it down here in that time frame, and you know, I met her across the register, and you know, spit spit a few verses to her, and you know locked her in
0: wait what, what the I, fuck? I, I have to go back because okay, so you both worked at express well i no. worked at
1: express up north okay uh, and that's and i bought a shirt uh-huh so what happened was you know when okay. i bought that shirt uh you know like when i moved out here permanently he moves
2: the girl behind the
0: register like no, this that's guy a,
2: that's, that's a ball that's a like that's a dope move man yeah i've, yeah, never, I've never had that, that like, kind of balls works. when it
0: came to like talking to women i just like sit in the corner and kind of try to like hope to play that like ignore yeah. them and then maybe they'll talk to you yeah something. yeah it wait see really if re- they look back I, a couple times right doesn't really work out that way ever but uh yeah i've never i've never been wanted to go up and like spit game at somebody like that it's interesting yeah. that's good for you man yeah. you fucking were one for one with that yeah that's dope good
1: yeah so we've been together five years now and you know th- you know we didn't oh we weren't always into music you know she liked to sing i like to play but we never intertwined Okay. You know, so just the last you know you know year or so, we started to year and a half I would say we started putting you know some stuff together and you know making our own songs and
0: yeah. So I
2: was what was say the initial? Doing... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was just gonna say you guys doing originals and stuff too.
1: Just a really, we could do covers. You know, you yeah. know some covers. I mean, we don't have in a very expanded library, but. Um, you know, we, we got our favorites in there and, you know, we're working on, on our own music, our own songs, and, you know, just trying to get creative and, you know, do things, you know, together with each other, too, which is important in a relationship is find things to bond over, yeah. you know, so. That's
2: fucking awesome. You man. know, if she
1: loves to sing and I love to play guitar and music. Why not put those two things together and, you know, be creative with it? You know, of course, there's going to be some challenges with any relationship, but yeah. at the end of the day, those challenges and those obstacles are, you know, what make us better as a couple, right? So. You know, putting that in, in that position and, you know, we've never really performed besides, you know, family, you know, things like that. But, you know, I think it would be cool for us to, you know, be, you know, on, maybe on a performance on talk to the radio. Okay. Or, you know, the yeah. Was, it no, there, it was, was a, there any
0: specific like spark to it, though? Like, you know, you said that mm-hmm. you, it was it didn't happen right away. So something happened where either you or her. You know, where you it got- started with
1: covers. You know, you would just she, she would ask me if I can, you know, learn how to play certain songs and okay, you know, and then I would just pick up the guitar and you know start figuring it out. And you know, she got comfortable and you know, we're like, okay, well, hey, let's let's learn, keep doing covers. You know, right we were doing covers for a while and then you know, let's try something new. You know, I've always you know tried to be creative with making music and it was more inside the, the whole rap game, just writing lyrics and stuff. But and yeah, never really into, you know reggae style indie style kind of kind of music so you know it's, it's a fun experience okay that's cool it's man. fun you know how
2: long did it, how long were you guys like working on it or working with it together until you felt like comfortable getting in front of you know your family or something like that and performing it
1: still not comfortable you oh, know okay. there's still a lot <laughs> yeah. of nerves that you know uh, when we if we were to you know but yeah. at the end of the day, you know, those nerves are, you know, good for both of us to face, you know, and absolutely, just, you know, you stepping know, you outside just... the comfort zone, like I said before, you know, you got to be able to, you know, develop and, and, you know, by putting yourself out there and doing something that performance is a yeah. whole other thing, even mm-hmm. if
0: you're naturally confident in most mm-hmm. like settings, the most uh, social settings, it still doesn't mean you're going to be like ready to just go up on stage and just feel confident up there because that's mm-hmm. a whole different thing as soon as you get up there and you see people and you're like fuck yeah. i have to do something right now yeah. like yeah. you know like i've got to recite this shit you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. it's it's
2: it's that's like the, that's like the biggest jump right there yeah. you know actually like putting yeah. yourself out there like that to do it you know because it takes that enough fear. like yeah it takes mm-hmm. enough just to like even you know try and like make yeah. the attempt and go through all that and then you know that i always find that interesting whenever somebody like you know what got them over that hump because yeah. i feel like that you know not just in you know music or or art or whatever you're you know whatever mm-hmm. you're doing like that's that's something that is universal mm-hmm. you know we all we all get that over shit and yeah. it's like damn learning to just look that in the face and just go fuck it and just go mm-hmm. for it like that's yeah that's a tough skill but damn it's fucking it's dope like open it pays mics. off man
1: yeah. yeah open
0: mics that's uh, it, what's
1: next on our list is open mics
0: yeah it's yeah. to say that, that you know it's it's you get a lot of like confidence from watching other people bomb but yes. you kind of you <laughs> get the confidence to go up because you're just it's like bungee jumping but you you go on a bungee place where you had to wait like forever to do it because you there's so many people in front of you and you're just yeah. like by the time you're up there you're not scared anymore you're just kind of yeah. like I just you're saw shock. I just well, no you just like I saw a bunch of people do it so I know yeah. that I'm not going to this gonna be okay. this cables this bungee's not going to rip off and I'm not going to die so let me just go up there and do it it's kind yeah. of like the same thing with with the stand up comedy cuz like once I yeah. get there I'm like you know, like all of a sudden, all the funny shit that I s- told myself in the morning as I was preparing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the you morning. You gotta like, take, the, you gotta take good notes, man. You're like, you're just like, fuck. It just falls apart because your nerves just mm-hmm. like, just you know, get you going mm-hmm. until you see people that go up there and and people that shit. make it their their Frum- thing. And shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they uh, are uh, bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's only so many
2: times that you can go and you can watch something like that and be like, shit, like these guys, like. Oh, whatever. I could do better. And then, like, oh, but if you're mm-hmm. not doing it, then you can't do better. than them, Exactly. You know? yeah. And Sometimes so, I at, at just a certain point, just, you got to shame yourself into being like, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck it. I'm going for it just to not be that guy. Because I got so much more respect for those guys than I do the ones who would just go. But, like, no, I'm not really going up. But, like, yeah. you know, but, like, <laughs> that was whack. Like, oh, that wasn't funny. Yeah. Like, fuck those people, the critics who, like, aren't trying to make it happen. Yeah. You know, I got way more respect for the other people.
0: Yeah, I, and I like well. I, one of the things that I really like about the open mics is not only just that, but it's the community too yeah. that we're talking about. In uh, you know,
1: in people are su- mostly supportive. Well, yeah, yeah you know? because
0: these things, especially over here, uh, within like the Orange County and Long Beach like radius, it, it seems to be like a pretty tight group of comics, mm-hmm. and these people are all vastly like they're they're so just like majorly different than each other, mm-hmm. like yeah. in, in so many ways, like they're they're personalities and character traits are so fucking just like it's like community from the the television show like you know they try to get all of these random personalities and characteristics together and to make this community that's that's what it's like but it works because they all have one thing in common they all fucking are fucked up in the head (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know and they they want to like write some funny shit about it and and get it off and like it's cool because they really do as much as they talk shit. They, yeah. I I never saw a roast outside of Comedy Central, like an actual roast. Uh-huh. But, oh yeah. But since right. I, I stopped for a while going to these shows because I was busy with my own shit, and I know that she had started maybe a couple months ago doing roasts where they have roast battles and mm-hmm. they like assign, you know, somebody to somebody else where they go up there and then they have judges. And man, it's fucking gnarly. Like yeah. you're just like, oh shit. But it's so beautiful because they like they are super cool like no matter what they say like Mm -hmm. it's respectful and there's like a thing that like they're part of it's like they could do that because they're kind of like family you know what i mean and that's what it's like for me if if i I could be depending on the person you know kind of just like an asshole but it's Mm -hmm. only like to the people who i know that like kind of take that you know like yeah. not like a real asshole more just like yeah. a dick yeah you know you'll start to say jokes that are kind of like whoa i wouldn't say that to certain other friends you yeah know? Push but it. it's that's what i feel like they can do and i think that that's it's kind of a beautiful thing you know like mm-hmm. they're they're there together fucking you know just just being. I mean, everybody's
2: putting themselves out there, you know, yeah. making themselves vulnerable, vulnerable like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like a
1: vulnerable, yeah, yeah. yeah. vulnerable. And when also, vulnerable. that's a. Well, fun also, what, why does a person go to an open mic night? You know, think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, why does somebody go to an open mic night? Maybe they want to eventually do something like that too, or you know, or they yeah. just want to have a good time. You know, no one goes there to you know absolutely, really, you know, judge yeah. too hard. You know, hopefully not. But I yeah. mean,
2: they're it's mostly comics performing for other comics yeah. right like, yeah. there are very few people i think yeah. who...
1: you're going there to watch someone practice you yeah know? that's just what you're the, doing there's,
0: there's just a heckler that there goes are, to everyone yeah. It's just like
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no there always is though huh? there are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, ever, you ever been to anchor bars on monday
0: no i have not
2: oh oh man there's some there's some great some great regulars there that do that kind of shit i
0: just feel bad because my etiquette is i i get paranoid about my etiquette because i'm so used to this where you know we're here we're mic'd up we're talking to each other but we're engaging in conversation mm-hmm. so when a comic's up there and i'm paying attention like sitting close to him and he's talking to the crowd and he's looking me in the eyes and he's asking a question like yeah you know something like my natural instinct is to want to respond right away <laughs> or at least like laugh or whatever and i realize fuck that's like mm-hmm. don't do that because you're gonna you know like let him just fucking keep talking because- you mean if, if you put your eyes if you no, like, don't don't chime in with an answer oh, for every yeah, time yeah. he asks a question or something mm-hmm. like that, because then you, you know... If it is, it, it
2: better be fucking good. Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: like, if it does, it better only amplify his thing, because if you throw him off, which one time I think I did and i was like oh mm-hmm. shit I, eric <laughs> eric did too oh you <laughs> we were we were just drunk man <laughs> and we were just like fucking throwing this guy off and oh no he was like pissed off about it but it was it was whatever um, <laughs> anyway yeah I, I so you were that guy you well, were the heckler <laughs> no 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 i wasn't i wasn't heckling that time not the guy that got pissed off but i mean i might just be also uh like more self-conscious about it but like I I feel like I want to engage in those conversations and interact. So I have to kind of just like (laughs) sit further back and like try to just observe and Mm -hmm. not like get too much right there and involved with it. So Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Damn. Well, as we're like kind of coming to our close here, hitting like the hour mark, you know, I want to know, I know man, it fucking goes quick. I love these things, man. And you know, I want to know like, what's like the, you know, the most powerful lesson you've learned from like starting your own business, like, from moving out, like, you know, just out nowhere from, like, at 18, just, like, going completely out of your comfort zone and, uh, like, doing, you know, making your art? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that,
1: you know, a big thing is that when we want something really bad and we get there, it's never going to be satisfying. So I guess my, my message would be, like, to always – Expect that you're going to want more, you know, with that, whatever it is, you know, no matter what you're doing, there's, we're always going to want to change. Mm-hmm. Change is the only constant, you know, so I've always kind of looked at that and myself, you know, hey, I always have to adapt. I always have to change. Always make sure I jump. Always, you know, say yes to things. Always do things and just, you know, take that leap of faith in something that you haven't done before. You know, like I said, even prior being outside that comfort zone, you know. Mm-hmm anytime you're faced with a challenge or if you're, you're afraid of doing something that you want to do just do it you know nike says it best <laughs> right <laughs> you know sometimes
0: the simplest cliches yeah, yeah. solo it's the yeah exactly um, it's the
1: experience you know every experience is a lesson you know and if you don't if you don't you know take if you don't take that leap you know you don't learn you know you don't grow as an individual and then we just become happy with ourselves yeah. yeah, you know, we become you know enclosed, like bitter, and... yeah, yeah, people who just always mm-hmm. you know
2: kind of wish they could, you know, yeah. And so, they're, I mean, the kind of people who you know criticize but don't do, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to like become those people and yeah. just enjoy that ride. Absolutely. No, that's beautiful. That's like that's the kind of thing I always got from you, you know, that's yeah. why I want to have you on. I'm like, you know what, cool, he'd be perfect, night, man, yeah. because like your whole story. Just exudes that shit, mm-hmm. you know? I respect the hell of that. The, the, the whole show is kind of based on that.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we got you on. I'm glad yeah. to have somebody Thanks, on guys. that we could actually talk to because we've been doing this uh, over the phone time for the last couple months. Yeah. Since, we've, <laughs> since we've both been extremely busy with other endeavors and shit, you know, just a crazy time of year. So we're glad to have somebody on that we can actually, uh, you know, you know, look into their life and see how they Mm -hmm. do things. And that's great. So, uh, you know, I think that you would definitely like to check out uh, Art in the Park one day. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hang out and see for yourself uh, what you could bring and who you can meet Mm -hmm. there. You know, you never know, especially with... uh, you guys as as a duet or yeah like a a pair you Mm -hmm. might find somebody else who can contribute to your project in absolutely several different ways and and not just not to mention just have a great time And so um that is my transition to plugging art in the park for next month uh and (laughs) that will be on the 23rd it looks like right now and then mutate will be two days before on uh the 21st and if you have not been to mutate, you definitely want to check that out as well. Bass music also with a storyline and it's an interactive in uh, some interactive theater going on inside there. So um, that's really dope. And then June 14th, we have uh, the Oontz Dean Compression Party um, in L.A. at a location that I will be able to reveal later. That's thrown by B-Side. I did an event with them. A little while ago and it was it was pretty pretty fucking awesome so that's what i've got going on in the next couple weeks um what are you got going
3: on Phil?
2: oh shit well i'll be i'll be hitting e3 so you know if somebody happens to be going to that shit into video games and all that you guys can come find me out there but really I got nothing else to uh to plug this week nothing else yet uh got some other shit in the pipeline though we'll talk off my
0: Sounds cool, yeah. good. Well, you know what? You could always find me on Instagram at hoodrat stuff. That's hoodrat stuff with 3 Fs. Uh, excuse you. Ask our guest if you got anything that you guys do.
2: You guys have like a, a music page or anything? Well, set I was up getting to. to, that. Uh, drive <laughs> to? Not just, just yet. Not uh, no, yet. I'm saying I'm saying I'm say, uh, guest first.
0: Okay, guest first. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm just going on autopilot. No, <laughs> not at all. I just you know
1: thank you guys for having me on. An awesome experience. You know I don't get to do this every day, so it's cool to just be able to talk about it and express myself too. So I really appreciate Dude, it. Dude, we,
2: we love this shit, man. Because yeah, if, if it's nothing awesome. else, if, like you know when we first set up, we made our first one. We're like shit. If nobody ever listens to one thing. <laughs> (laughs) You know, at least it's us getting together with people we love, like just putting the phones down and shit like that, looking each other, yeah, and just having a conversation for an hour Mm -hmm. or two, like, you know, uh, every week.
0: Absolutely. Just stare at each other aimlessly. And just be like oh
2: yeah just those you know, tantric <laughs> silent episodes where we just look into each other's eyes for 45 minutes i like, honestly, get the 4k camera for that one oh I yeah, just, yeah i honestly
0: only come here because frankie's here and that's just pretty yeah, little frankie
2: that i mean yeah that's
0: pretty much everybody's that's the only reason people are in here yeah well awesome and Thanks, you know you already heard me plug my shit uh embarrassingly in front of you so uh. (laughs) i'm just just fucking with you (laughs) i'm just fucking with you but you
2: know what i'm not fucking with is getting people to follow us on social media at let it bleedcast on facebook twitter instagram and subscribing to the show as well on itunes however you get your podcasts on your spotify's uh you know i i tie a usb drive with the episode to a rock and i throw it through a random window once a week you know it's part of my viral marketing campaign and so uh you know if you've got somebody who you would like uh to yeah i just i recommend trying that because it's been really just effective. throw a rock uh, with a fucking thing around yeah, right
0: yeah. it and just have it say let it bleed and then see what like they come yes up with. exactly <laughs> that's that. not going <laughs> to
2: sound like a death threat at all yeah and <laughs> put
0: the audio of of my
2: voice uh, you know, on there. And I think hmm. uh, I think it's going to be a hit, you guys. I really do. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that or, you know, whatever you see fit. I'm just throwing ideas out there. And you guys can find me on social media uh, at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram and at Phil Nobody Cares on Twitter where I am live streaming the apocalypse
0: every day. Well, thanks for coming and joining us, man. I'm looking forward to hearing your music and, yeah. you know, seeing what kind of arbitrage I can get yeah. from you <laughs> maybe we should go one weekend man <laughs> you know, Hey dude, how do try get me up on my game bro I'd go be like dude I need to start hustling dude it's start fun you know you're like hunting you dude know, honestly I would just know? be <laughs> buying the shit just to build up in my own room and collect for myself that's the problem that's, you can't keep it that's know. me yeah, I'm the guy who in your get. own supply I would man. be that guy getting out yeah, my own exactly. supply you can't do that I could go on for stories about how I pretty much bought back the toys I think my mom sold to the comic book store to get rid of them but we'll save that for another time Thank Mm -hmm. you for coming on. Thank you for everybody for listening. As always, let it bleed.